Tandem Nomads, episode 151. We live in the best times ever. There are no more excuses to not be able to build a portable business that's location independent and that allows you to build your own source of fulfillment and revenue on the move. There are some things to know, though, and here is what will allow you to make it happen for you. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great tips and inspiration to grow a successful portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. This is your host, Emel Deregi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. Thank you for tuning in. I'm really excited to have you on this episode, no matter if it's your first time or your regular listener. I am truly passionate about helping you build the business and grow the business that will allow you to build your own source of fulfillment and revenue while living on the move as an expat or a global nomad. So if this is what you're looking for, then welcome to this episode and get ready because we are going to cover some important things in here. This is not my first episode around the concept of how to build a successful portable business. Obviously, Tandem Nomads podcast show is all about that. But in this episode, I wanted to list some of the questions that will help you evaluate if your business is portable and if not, what you can do about it. So this is a very important episode because I will share with you a lot of resources, but I will also share with you some new developments that happen as we moved forward through this journey together. So there are some past episodes where I talked to you about the marketing aspects of building a portable business, but also what is a portable business. Today, I'm going to be very practical and share with you some key questions, four questions to allow you to know if your business is truly portable and if not, what to do about it. So this episode is going to be very heavy in information, but also very practical. So the first thing I want to ask you to do, if you really want to know about how to build and grow a successful portable business, is take a notebook and a pen and listen carefully. But also, if you've been listening to Tandem Nomads for a while, you know that I will never hesitate if I can share with you some tips that you can get right in your mailbox and download them. So I've listed all the resources that I will mention in this episode in the show notes of this episode. So go to tandemnomads.com slash 151 and you will find all the resources that I will mention in this episode. But also you will find my free guidebook to help you build and grow a successful portable business with the six pillars of what makes a portable business successful. So make sure to go to that show notes page and download it on tandemnomads.com slash 151. So today we are not going to talk about the marketing aspects of how to grow a business because I will be able to share with you exactly that in the guidebook of this episode that you can download in the show notes. But we will discuss more of the strategic and logistical aspects of what makes a business portable. And I will also put in the show notes the links of the past episodes where I also dig deep into those topics. But I want to start by just introducing you 
one important reminder in case you might have not yet gone to through those steps. But I want to make sure that you know the difference between a portable skill and a portable business. This is something that I notice a lot of people are still confusing. And I always give the example of a yoga teacher. If you're a yoga teacher and you go abroad and you want to find clients you're going to have to spend a few weeks or even months to be able to start having your regular clients and make regular income and once you move to another country you're going to have to leave those clients behind and start all over from scratch so this is something that I want to avoid for you if you're interested in building a revenue stream and a source of income that is consistent even when you're in transition and moving from a country to another, then you need to make sure that your business model is designed in a way that you can create a source of revenue that is location independent even when you're in transition. So here, for example, with a yoga teacher, obviously you can practice yoga from anywhere. But if you do not build a certain revenue stream that allows you to be able to keep your clients and continue to have a new clients, even when you're in transition, then you need to start thinking about how to make that happen for you. And this is where I will guide you today. So for those of you who've been listening to the podcast and know me or been working with, you might already know about my 60-40 rule to build a revenue stream that is portable. But if you've never heard about it, let me just introduce you to it real briefly. So obviously, you do want ideally that your revenue comes 100% from sources of revenue that does not depend on where you live. But in certain cases, that can be a little bit complicated or in certain cases, you just don't want to only have a virtual business and do appreciate to have a local presence. And I do encourage it as well. What's the point of living on the move if you're completely disconnected from where you live, correct? So I really want to make sure that you are really embracing your journey and if you can't or don't want to make your business 100% portable you need to at least keep this 60-40 rule in mind. So 60-40 rule means that you want ideally 60% of your revenue to come from a source that's portable. And if you really can't do so because your business is way too physical, then the minimum you want to think about is 40% of a revenue to be portable. So if you really want to be successful and consider that your business is portable, keep that in mind so that it helps you really track your revenue and your marketing effort to make sure that you are building the foundations that will make your business portable. So this is a very important thing that I want you to keep in mind. And as I said, we won't talk about the marketing aspects in this episode, but I want you to keep that scheme in your head so that you keep it in mind as you develop your business and look at your revenue streams where they come from. There's another thing I want to uh, mention a little bit briefly here and then a bit more in detail at the end of the episode is the difference between building a portable business as an expat and especially as an expat partner as I know that a lot of you who are listening are spouses of expats and you live on the move every couple of years and you want to build your own source of revenue. So that context is so much more different from anyone who is, well, is traditionally or 
nowadays called in a trendy way, I would say, a digital nomad. So usually digital nomads have a business that is set up at home, but allows them to live every couple of weeks uh, in a different place. And that's not really the audience we're focused on. And I have a whole episode about this that you can find in the show notes of this episode, where we talk about the difference between being an expat and being a digital nomad. And the main reason is a legal one. And this is why I don't want to go deeper into it. But I just want to introduce this fact before we go any further. If you are an expat and actually have to move illegally and set up uh, your visa and your legal rights to live somewhere, then this episode is really for you. If you're a digital nomad who will always come back home and are just looking to build a business that is portable because it allows you to travel whenever you want but still be based at home, then still this episode will help you know that the last part, which is the legal part, might not concern you. But you might still want to listen to it just in case to make sure that you are covered and are aware of some important things to know. So now that we explained about the foundations of what makes a business portable, I still want to share with you four important questions that you need to ask yourself to make sure that you are putting the right efforts to build a business that is truly location independent. So are you ready? Now you might want to take your pen and your notebook. Question one. Is your client base dependent on your geographical location? That is obviously the most important question you need to ask yourself. And here it's all about making sure that all your marketing efforts and your business development efforts and your sales activities are not only based on one location, but rather online and in the virtual space that you can reach to your potential clients. So once more, is your client base dependent on your geographical location? This is a really, really important. And there's a lot of episodes in Tandem Nomads. Most of episodes are all designed about helping you develop the right marketing strategies to be able to find and build an audience online um, so that you don't have to depend only on your location. Second question. Do you need to physically be in the same space with your clients to deliver your product or service? So this is a little bit different because in this case, it's not so much about acquiring new clients, but it's about the fact of delivering what people are paying you for, but also all your customer service activities. So do you need to be physically with your client for that? For example, I will share with you how an interior designer has made her business portable, but technically being an interior designer requires you to be in the same space as your client to be able to deliver that service. Well, we'll talk about how you can do that. But for now, I just want you to answer that question do you need to physically be in the safe space with your clients to deliver your product or service? And here it's all about the delivery activities and the customer service activities. Third question. Are the day-to-day operations of your business location dependent? Or in other words, location independent. So here, it's not so much about the business development and the marketing, neither the delivery of the product or service, but the actual production and the logistics that are necessary to create that product or their service. 
So is that possible even if you're not in the same space as your client? But also on top of that, very important, can you still do that on the move and it has nothing, not so much to do only about your clients, but about you. Do you need to be in one place to be able to create that product or service? So this is all about production and logistics. And I will share with you some tips to make sure that your logistics are also location independent. So I'm going to repeat this third question. Are the day-to-day operations of your business location dependent? And now comes the fourth and final question, which is the one that really makes the whole difference between being a digital nomad and being an expat. It is the legal aspects and I will go deeper into it. But for now, here's the fourth question you need to ask yourself. And that is the most tricky part, I have to admit, and this still needs a lot of work. But I'm going to ask it here and then share with you some insights. Here's the fourth question. Is the legal context of your business allowing you to be location independent? For instance, are you allowed to set up a company where you are? But also, based on my experience, especially with expat partners, a lot of expat partners move a lot from a country to another. And one of the tips that I've always shared is to set up the company back home, where is your main tax base, and then make sure that the activity and the business that you are invoicing from is the one from back home so that you don't have to set up a company and close a company every time you move to a new country. But some cases it's difficult to do that because the country back home does not allow you to have a company if you don't live there. And in other cases, the company where you go to move to, even if it's just a couple of years, let's say, and you still want to set up a company there, your visa restrictions might not allow you to set up your business there. So I know by experience now, by working with so many global nomads and expats who are in this situation, this is probably still the biggest barrier that a lot of nomads are having and expats are having when they want to build a portable business is having the legal and administrative registration of their business, allowing them to be portable and to practice their activity and their business on the move. So I want to ask yourself, if you have that issue, are you allowed to set up your company back home and then be on the move? Or are you allowed to set up the company in the country where you live? And what are the legal contexts and restrictions that you might have that are very specific to your situation? And does that allow you to run a portable business? So the fourth question again is, is the legal context of your business allowing you to be location independent? These are the four key questions that will define if your business is portable or not. And before I move into giving you some advice of how to do that and how to make sure that if the answer is negative, if every question is answered with the fact that it's not location independent, then I'm going to share with you here some of the tips for you to be able to make sure that your business is portable. But here is one thing that I want to share with you from my personal experience and from working with so many expats and expat partners who want to build and grow a portable business. Don't let 
difficulties and barriers such as administrative barriers but also marketing barriers and also mindset barriers stop you from making it happen. We live today in one of the best times ever because thanks to technology and thanks to the fact that this is something that's becoming so much more common that people need to be on the move, there's so many more solutions. But also, because we are in this generation in a transition phase, there's still a lot of things that are not 100% clear, such as the legal aspects. So I want to invite you to be okay with not having all the answers before you get started. As I always say and repeat, Start first, perfect later. Please don't wait to have it all figured out before you get started and move forward. All right, I hope I made my case here and now I'm going to give you some tips to be able to turn all those questions into a positive answer for you to grow your portable business on the move. I'm going to share with you the four pillars that will help you make your business portable. But before I share with you those four pillars, here is what I'd like you to do. I would like you to think about your business idea or your current business if you already have it and map out all the activities that need to happen from idea to delivery and post-delivery. As I always say, it's not once you sell that your effort and once you sell to your clients, you need to continue to work with your clients, with customer service, etc. So sit down and think about all the activities that are necessary to make your business happen on today at a day-to-day level. And then look at each of those activities and analyze if you can really make those activities, deliver those activities in an independent, in a location independent way. Do you need to be physically present in one specific place to be able to either produce, deliver, or even um, manage those activities? So think about that. And I have a great tool to help you map out your activities. This is a fantastic tool that I work with every single time. I work with a client who needs to figure out how to make their business portable, but also to build the business strategy to launch their business. So it is called the Business Model Canvas, and it has been invented a by a Swiss business theorist, his name is Alexander Asterwalder. It is a fantastic model and so easy to implement because it's all about visual thinking and very easy drawings to put in place together. It is really a very simple way to not miss any aspect of your business and think about all those different activities and components of your business. In the show notes of the episode, I share with you the link to number one, the tutorial to know how this business model canvas work. And two, the link where you can download that templates so that you can print it out and start working on it on yourself. So you can either print it out and write it on that piece of paper, but I also recommend you to use post-its so that you can also be able to brainstorm on the different aspects of each activity. So go to tandemnomads.com slash 151 to find the link in the resources of the business model canvas, the tutorial, as well as the template. And once you work on that, then go back to those four questions that I just described to you to answer each of them and then figure out if each of those questions end with an answer that it is 
portable. If it is, then it's fantastic. If it's not, then you might need one of the four pillars that I'm going to share with you now to make sure to turn that business into a business model that is truly portable. All right. So the first step was to write down the four questions. The second step is to be able to learn about your business model canvas and lay it down on a piece of paper or on your wall with post-its and use those four questions to figure out if all those activities can be uh, manageable in a location independent way. And here is now the four pillars that you need to be able to make your portable business happen. And guess what's the first pillar? You might already know it because I always advocate for this. And I know that and nowadays we have no more excuses because of this first pillar. We have no more excuses because we live in the first times, in the best times, sorry, to be able to build a portable business thanks to what? To technology. I know that technology is either something that you're passionate about and you love and a natural thing for you, or it might be something that you struggle with. And if you're in the second case, my urge to you is to really try to embrace technology and give yourself some patience and some time to get to learn about it. I've never considered myself a techie person, to be honest with you. And I've always struggled with tech things. But one thing I've learned is that the more I pushed my comfort zone with it and started with baby steps, learning about one thing and then the second thing, what has happened is that your brain would develop a natural understanding of how things work. So really, if you're not familiar with technology and like apps and tools and softwares and don't feel very excited about it and their first reaction is, oh no, please, no, then please give yourself a break and please be kind to yourself while you also push yourself through your comfort zone and push yourself to get to learn about these things. The more you'll get into it, the better you will get at it. So the first thing is technology. Embrace technology. This is your first friend that will allow you to turn today any kind of business into something portable. So one of the first things in terms of technology is obviously to the fact that we have laptops and internet. You need to have a really good laptop, a good internet, and that's it. You can work from anywhere. But one thing that I want to share with you is that in terms of data, that's not enough. So you want to have a place where you can store your documents, but also keep them safe so that you don't have to travel all the time with all your hard drive and all your documents. And I have a paper-laced business and I manage my business from anywhere with a small laptop. And actually, while I'm recording this episode, I'm traveling right now from New York to Vienna. So I just wanted you to know that it is possible for you to be able to run your business on the move, but you will need to use certain technology. And the minimum one here is obviously a laptop, internet. But here, I want to share with you one of the tools without which I would not be able to do what I do is Dropbox and Google Drive. And with Dropbox, if you use Dropbox, you might already know this Dropbox, but I really 
invite you to use Dropbox with a team version because and the professional version because that will allow you to be able to access any documents from anywhere you are without having them hosted on the hard drive of your computer and also be able to access any document even if your hard drive does not have enough space. So look at the Dropbox professional version to be able to learn more about this. Also, Google Drive is another thing that you might really want to embrace and use to help you be able to work from anywhere. But that is one of the simplest tools that I can recommend to you. Obviously, depending on your business, there are more and more applications that exist. So I want you to take the time to research what kind of apps and solutions exist out there in your field. And the first way to do it is to actually ask professionals in your field what tools they use, but also Dr. Google might also help you. So my invitation here with your first pillar with technology, first embrace technology in terms of mindset, then use all the things that are already accessible and then start researching and finding out what tools that are not obviously common for everyone that you might be able to use in your case. I want to share with you the example of a client who is an interior designer, Renata Calvalo, and she has a used specific applications to help her be able to help her clients even if she's an interior designer to give them certain designs and certain support through um, virtual tools so I really want you to think about what kind of apps exist for example in the terms for interior designers there are specific apps that help you create maps of a room and then build some uh, designs of furnitures and things like that so that people can really visualize how a room can look like. So this is a simple example of an interior designer. Isn't that amazing that you can turn that into a portable business? And this client, Renata, has managed to do it thanks to an online tool, her interior design app. And that a lot of architects use as well. I have more examples of businesses that are portable. And I will put the link in the show notes of this episode on tandemnomads.com slash 151. And in that link, you will also find more information about the example of Renata who has this interior design business. So first pillar, technology. Use the simple technology that are out there. I gave you two examples like internet and PC, but also Dropbox, Google Drive. Those are the foundations of any portable business. But also in your industry and in your business, make sure to spend the time to research and ask people what tools are out there to help you turn your business into something portable. I gave the example of a yoga teacher before. Imagine if you're a yoga teacher and you need to build that 40% or 60% of your revenue stream. You could do it, for example, by creating video tutorials. And that is so many tools out there available. For example, I use Teachable on for my online courses. As a yoga teacher, you could use that as well or any other platform. There's so many things out there. All right, I think I gave you some great example and made my case here with the first pillar, which is technology. So when you answer those four questions I gave you at the beginning, ask yourself, is technology or what technology will help me answer this question in a positive way, which means portable way? Second pillar to make your business portable is people. So 
this is just going back to some of the traditional ways of growing a business and scaling a business, but also in this case, making it portable. I want to share with you the example of Melissa Matthews, who is an expat partner who lives on the move, but has set up and created her PR agency in the United States. While she moves from a country to another, she has built a team in the United States that runs day-to-day business in the United States, where most of her clients are based. So although her clients are not based, uh, are not maybe location independent, she can still communicate with her clients in a location independent way herself. But in order to scale her business, she had hired people to join her agency and to be able to, to run it in a portable way and who run the location uh, dependent part, the parts that need a physical presence. So they do it for her. So in your case, when you think about your business, think about who can you hire to be able to grow your business on an independent location way. And also, you don't have to only hire people and make them your employees. Know that you can also use freelancers to be able to make your business portable and scale it. In my case, for example, I have a two great team members, one that is in Texas and the other one in the Philippines. And that allows me to be able to continue to travel and have the flexibility I need while I can count on my team to do some of the aspects that I can't do when I'm in transition or when I'm traveling. So think about this second pillar. What kind of people do you need in your business to help you make it portable? It can be through hiring them, but also using the amazing platforms of freelancers such as Upwork, Fiverr, but also plenty of other places where you can find freelancers or employ people. I will put the link of these two resources in the show notes of this episode to be able to find these um, virtual assistants as we call them. All right, so the first pillar was technology. The second is people. The third one is outsourcing, using third parties or partners to help you develop your business and run those activities that are not necessarily portable. For example, in the previous episode uh, with Andrew Jernigan, Jernigan from Insured Nomads, he shares with you how he created and launched his uh, business such as an insurance company for nomads by using uh, the pillar and the center of their business partners to whom he outsourced the major activities of his business and what allowed him to really have his business being location independent. So look at your business. Once you do your business model canvas, look at those activities that you need to develop and then look at those that can be ran by either suppliers or partners or third parties. And again, here, you need to do some online research as well as reach out to people who are in similar industry in you and ask them what kind of other partners can do that. I want to share with you some tools still here to help you think a little bit outside the box. And you might not be aware about this, for instance, with e-commerce. So one of the things um, in the episode, one of the first episodes that I um, shared with you, what is a portable business and how to make it scalable In my introduction, I remember saying, please don't confuse e-commerce with uh, a portable business because not all e-commerce businesses are portable. Some e-commerce businesses have a heavy component that's location independent, such as having a warehouse to be able to run the logistics of uh, producing or delivering your product. 
to your customers. So the beautiful thing about nowadays is that there's so many new um, third parties that will take care of it for you. First of all, there's this concept that's called a drop shipping. And in the show notes of this episode, in the website of this episode, I will put an article that explains you the concept of drop shipping, which is a huge trend nowadays for e-commerce. The drop shipping, just in a few words, is about um, letting a third party taking care of the whole logistics. So the only thing that you have at your name is this online website where you list your products. And then once a client buys a product, then the drop shipper will take care of everything, all the logistics from taking the product from the warehouse to delivering to the client. Isn't that amazing? So really, I'm so still fascinated by these things. So, so think about drop shipping, for example, and check out this article if you want to learn more about it. There's a lot of um, other trends, for example, websites to whom the whole concept is about helping people not do anything besides delivering the core of their expertise. For example, if you're an artist and you are really good at designing beautiful pictures, designs, you can transform them into either a painting that you can scale into multiple frames or you can transform those designs into a fabric, a bag, a cup, a cushion, anything. And I have a client who actually uses a platform that does everything for her. So she designs the the model, the the picture, and then sends the PDF to a platform. For example, in this one, it's called ShopVita. And ShopVita will print it and put and put the pic and create the pictures and create the whole website for her inside their website where clients can go and then buy the product either in a form of a painting, of a dress, of a bag or anything. And then they will also take care of shipping that product to the client who sells it. So the downside of this is that your uh, profit is very low as the company will take care basic of everything. The only thing you need to do is to send the PDF of that design to the company and they take care of the whole thing. But still, it really allows you to build a portable business where the logistics are off your hands. I'm just still amazed by all these things. So really think about this third pillar of outsourcing and look at the links and examples that I share with you in the show notes of this episode. Again, go to tandemnomads.com slash 151. So first pillar, technology. Second, people. Third, outsourcing to third parties and partners. And also make sure to listen to that episode with Andrew Jernigan, uh, episode 150, where he shares how he uses partnerships to be able to do that. Now comes the last pillar and the most tricky one. And I know that we still have some work to do here, but I'm so excited to let you know that things are getting better. And I can already see some signs that our governments and our administrations are moving toward the right direction. We're not yet out of the woods in terms of legal and administration barriers to build a portable business for expert partners and global nomads who are not moving just for a few weeks from a place to another, but really settling down in one place. That is the trickiest part for all these people who need to settle down for a few years somewhere. I know it's really challenging because visa restrictions cannot allow anybody to move from a country to another and just run an activity from there, even if it's not based there. 
So as I said, there's a big challenges there. And we already discussed some of the legal directions that you can take if you are um, wondering how to build a portable business on the legal aspects. So go to tandemnomads.com slash 151 and check the links in there where I share with you a previous episode with a lawyer who guides you with some of the aspects you need to think about when you build your portable business and know that there's more episodes coming with an expert who will share with you even more tips in the coming episodes. So please stay tuned. Here is one thing. I have noticed that Estonia is one of the most advanced countries that are starting to realize that there is an opportunity for them here to be able to support global nomads like us. And I love what they say on their website. They say, we keep and attract people that other countries fire away. Or something like that. I don't remember their exact sentence. But basically, they are attracting all the citizens of the world who cannot set up the company anywhere because of legal restrictions. So I really um, invite you to check it out. And the great news, Nomad Nation. The great news. I'm, I've been working on this tirelessly the past weeks to attract um, the Estonian government, but also the service providers who are specializing in helping you to come on the show and share with you more directions. So stay tuned again. I will share with you some great tips directly from the source on how to make this happen on the legal aspect. But still, I will still share with you the link of uh, this um this platform that is called the e-residency that's offered by Estonia and that allows you to basically become an e-resident of Estonia and set up your, your business there, pay your taxes there while being able to not have to live there and move from a country to another and having one place that does not change where your business will be based. So more details will be will be coming soon. Stay tuned in the podcast and I'll be sharing with that with you. And if you're not signed up to Tandem Nomads newsletter, please do so if you so that you can be notified when this episode comes. If you want to sign up to the newsletter, all you have to do is to go to tandemnomads.com slash 151 and there you will download the guidebook where I share with you more marketing tips to build a portable business. There, all you have to do when you download it is tick the box to make sure that I send you my newsletter and let you know when that episode is out. But here is the fourth pillar is making sure that your business is legally set up in a way that it allows you to build a portable business. For that, you need to look at a couple of things. The first thing, you need to look at your personal situation on a legal aspect. Where are you tax-based? Where is your home tax-based? And I know that this is sometimes a tricky question for some people. Uh, usually it is where your passport country is. Sometimes that's not that obvious, but that's the most common answer for all of you. So that's the first thing you need to consider. Where are your tax base as an individual? Second component you need to look at is where is your company tax base? Where is it registered? And that's the second thing you want to look at. Sometimes it's not the same place and that's where you need to start looking at how do you combine those two aspects? your taxes in the home country and your taxes in the company country. So again, here, very important to have the right legal support to guide you through it. And that's my main message about this fourth pillar. 
get the legal counseling you need and invest in it. Don't try to save money on this one because it will cost you so much more money and also missed opportunities but not getting the help you need. I'm here to support you to to know which direction you need to start looking. But obviously you need to know that I'm not a lawyer and I'm not here to tell you what to do in legal aspects. I'm just here to support you in knowing where you need to look and what kind of information you need to look for in order to know if your business is legally set up in the right way. All right, I just hope that you understand that important message. So I just, as I said, I'm going to guide you with where to look for. So the first pillar here in the legal aspect is the personal tax base. The second is where is your company tax base? But the third thing you want to look at and that I got to learn as I grew my business is in terms of VAT. Even if you are not in a certain country, you might need to still pay your taxes there. For example, my company is based in the United States for now, and my clients are around the world, and I'm tax-based in Austria and the United States. And one thing that happened to me when I developed my online courses, I realized that I started having to pay VAT, uh, which is... um, value added taxes on products because I sell digital products, I need to start paying it back to certain country in the EU, even if I don't have anything to do with that country. And you know why? Because my clients come from those countries. So you need to look at that. If you're selling a physical product or digital products, you need to pay VAT for certain countries. So make sure to look at online, but also reach out to legal advisors who will tell you if you need to pay VAT for the countries where your clients come from. All right, so three things again regarding this fourth pillar, which is your law and administration information. Look at your personal situation as a citizen. Look at your situation regarding your company where where it is um, tax based. And finally, look at your clients. Where are they? And if you need to pay any taxes in the countries where your clients are because you're doing business with them. All right. So these are the directions you need to focus on. I told you this episode is a lot of information. And you might need to listen to it once more with your notebook in hand and make sure to download all the resources I shared with you in this episode. I told you this is major information, but I really wanted to give it all to you to help you really consider every aspect in order for you to build a successful portable business. So let me summarize real quick the different parts of this episode. The first part was the four questions you need to answer to be able to know if your business is truly portable. The second part was about laying down the different activities of your business to be able to evaluate if it is portable. And once you do your business model canvas, go back to those four questions to check if each of those activities are location independent. Then the third part of this episode was laying down the four pillars that will make your business portable, which is basically the answers to all the questions that I asked you to ask yourself before. So once you ask yourself, is my business portable or is this kind of activity portable? Here are the four ways you can find your answers and make sure to design that activity or that revenue stream in a location independent way. First, 
pillar is technology. Technology is your best friend nomination. Second pillar is people. Go back to the all good ways to be able to grow your business. Use people to be able to build the aspects that you cannot take care of while you are on the move. Third is outsourcing to other companies or other partners who can help you run the parts of your business that are location dependent or very physical or demanding a very physical uh, presence. Fourth pillar is your legal aspect. And it is a tricky one. There will be more information about that. But you need to be able to consider all the legal aspects of your business to make sure that it is portable. And more episodes are coming. Stay tuned, Nomination, because I have so much information to share with you that. But please make sure to really use this episode to fuel yourself with knowledge and expertise and download all the resources I have for you in the show notes of this episode. And if you have any questions, make sure to join the Tandem Nomads Facebook group and I will answer all your questions right there. So again, you will find the link of the Tandem Nomads Facebook group in the show notes of the episode, tandemnomads.com slash 151. Nomad Nation, I give it all to you today. I hope that this is really helpful for you and I'm really here to support you. So don't hesitate. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And I can't wait to hear about your feedback and your questions. So meet you in the show notes of this episode or in the Tandem Nomads Facebook group. I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Stay tuned and turn your challenges into great opportunities.